Hi everyone, welcome to Small Church Ministries. This is the first preaching and first Sunday service for our new church. Yay! We are a small part of the body of Christ with the mission and vision of letting the world know of God's tremendous love for you and I. He loves you so much that He died for you and He would do anything for you. With that in mind, we are compelled, we're provoked, and even stoked to launch Small Church Ministries with the hope that you will fall more in love with God and with people. Today, I want to talk about our first series entitled The Abundant Life. What does it mean to have an abundant life? Before I even begin, I want you to memorize and meditate this key verse, very important verse this entire week. It's in John 10.10. John 10.10 tells us that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come to give you life and life to the full. In a different version, it says, I've come that they may have life and have it abundantly. In this particular verse, John, one of the disciples of Jesus, quoted Jesus in saying these words. Jesus himself said this. Today, I want to focus more on why Jesus came. Clearly, in this verse, it said that he came to give you and I life, a full life. He came that we might have an abundance of life. But what does that mean? What does it mean to have an abundant life? What does it mean to have a full life? The Greek word that is used is perisos. Okay, not tomato sauce, perisos. It means exceedingly, abundantly, beyond what is expected, imagined, or hoped for. It's superior, surpassing, uncommon, superfluous, excessive, overflowing. Wow, to me that sounds like more than enough. What it really means is that you are overflowing with God's blessings, which brings me to point number one. An abundant life is a blessed life. I'm pretty sure a lot of you watching today are super blessed because you guys are amazing. Well, real abundance is described in Psalm 1, written by David. He says, really, he says, who is the blessed one? It says here, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers. But whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. Man, I want to be that person. I want to be that person where my leaf does not wither, where everything I do will prosper. So what am I talking about? Point number two, a blessed life does not have the same lifestyle or ways of a sinner. What is the lifestyle of a sinner? You know, sin is the issue that takes away the blessings in our lives. Do you know that? Sin is anything that is opposed to God's will. Sin destroys your life. Sin brings a curse to our lives. It says, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. There it is. Walk, stand, and sit like the wicked, like the sinners, and or mockers. Sinners will take a dangerous path. That's what sinners do. They take a different stance. They sit and hang out or hang around with the wrong people they shouldn't hang around with. 
If you keep hanging around with the wrong guys, you unbless yourself. You take away the kind of life that God wants you to have, a blessed life, a full life, an abundant life. Does this mean that you don't have to hang around with sinners? No, Jesus hang around with them, but don't do it alone. They might be the one who will win you over. Okay, the Bible also tells us that bad company corrupts good character or good moral. It doesn't matter how strong you your character is, how long you've been a Christian, or how many times you read the Bible. If you hang around with the wrong crowd, eventually you will be corrupted. You'll eventually, little by little, think and act like they do. You'll think and act like them. There's a saying, show me who your friends are, and I'll tell you who you are. Have you heard that before? Show me who you're hanging out with, you'll eventually become like them. The next point, a blessed person is one who delights in God's laws. I love this. You know, many years ago when I became a Christian, I realized they were telling me the three Ds. It starts with discipline. It says, Jay, first it starts with the discipline. Then it becomes a desire. And later on, it becomes a delight. Blessed is the one who delights in the law of the Lord. I began to delight in the laws of the Lord when it, I realized how practical they, they were. That if I do, do them, I experience such blessings in my life. See, life is not without challenges or problems or storms. But you see, you can be storm-proof if you begin to know and delight in the ways of God. And if you meditate on His laws day and night, Meditation is chewing on the word. You read a certain verse and you chew on it the entire day. Even while you're working or you're running or doing something, you begin to think about it. You meditate on his laws day and night. See, if a mobile phone, I don't know some of you, when I first bought my mobile phone, it came with a, an instruction manual. And one thing about me, I don't read instruction manuals. I just plug it in, charge it, and away I, go, I, I, I went. But then when something happens to my phone, I go to the manual, I go to the troubleshooting page, and I try to fix it. You see, that's me. I don't know with you, but the good thing about that is even us as human beings, God is an instruction manual for you and I. It's called the Bible. B-I-B-L-E. Basic instruction before leaving earth. You don't need the Bible when you're dead. You need it while you're here on earth. It can help you with your relationships. It can help you with your finances. It can help you with your spiritual lives. It can help you with your physical life. Unfortunately, just like any new gadget, how many of you read the instruction manual? Yeah, right. So do I. I don't. But when something goes wrong, you go back to the Word. But why wait? Why not meditate and learn from it? Okay, the guy who invented you, the person who knew you. Why not learn from the wisdom of the very person who created you? You truly want to live a full life? Delight, meditate on his word, meditate on his laws. And lastly, my last point, a full life is a healthy and fruitful life. It says that a person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do, prosper. A tree planted by streams of water is fruitful. What, did that, what does that mean? What kind of fruit are we talking about? It's referred to in Galatians 5, to 23. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, 
peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This is the evidence of an abundant life. It includes joy. Do you have joy when you wake up in the morning? Are you, is your life filled with love? Is there peace? When you have those three, the six other fruits will come into play. Kindness happens. Goodness happens. Faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's amazing. By the way, the fruit of the Spirit is the fruit of the Spirit. You can't, you can't produce it on your own. You can't manufacture it on your own strength. You can't will it. You can't go, hmm. You can't. <laughs> the abundant life produces not only a healthy spirit, but healthy relationship all around. Overflows with your relationship with other people if you have a good relationship with God. It overflows to your wife or husband if you're married, with your children, with your family and friends. You're going to find fulfillment in relationships with others. And again, your leaf will not wither, they will prosper. It goes on to say that you're not just going to have good relationship, even your health, and you're going to be healthy physically and even financially. Where do you start? Jesus came to give you life. It starts with Jesus. The starting point of an abundant life is knowing the very person who gave you life. That's God. God is the creator of heaven and earth, and he created you. Before God formed you in your mother's womb, He already set you apart. Many do not experience a full life because they don't know their identity, their purpose, and why they're alive. They ask questions like, who am I? Why was I born? What is my purpose? These questions, if left unanswered, has left countless others filling up a void in their hearts that cannot be satisfied by anything on earth. For you formed my inward parts, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, you are unique. Don't compare yourself with others. You are different because God created you that way. Okay? Life can only truly be found in God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Through Jesus we're able to know God and love God. God wants you to have a personal re relationship with Him. You are His most priceless possession. You! He created you because He loves you. He created you because He wants you to experience the God kind of life. He wants to bless you and take care of you. Even when we are faithless, He is faithful. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and how long and how high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. So what is the abundant life? The abundant life is knowing how much God loves you. Have you experienced his love for you in a personal way? Has God shown his love to you lately? How do you know for sure that he loves you? Let us pray. Lord, I thank you for this time. Lord, it is your desire to give us abundant life. You gave us life. You came on earth to give us a full life. And we thank you for that. Lord, we love you. In your name we pray. Amen.